Oh, I'm not also supposed to get quiet when calling us. <laughs> You're just so authoritative. Hi, I'm Molly, and this is D100 downtime. It's a Call of Cthulhu joke. Anyways, I'm Molly, and I am the world today. <laughs> You're everybody else. Oh, hello. <laughs> I've never now you been... have to go second. Can you go second? I don't remember. But you're in the second spot. You are. You were insisted spot. on taking my seat. I didn't know it was the second spot. Well, <laughs> hey there. I'm Sean. It's me, you spooky boy. I'm a ho for I'm a ho for Halloween. And uh... <laughs> please stop talking. <laughs> Who are you playing? Uh, I'm Sean, and I'm playing Benjamin Watts. Who that? He is a 24-year-old Bostonian who has arrived in uh, New York in order to help with the problem. I read your backstory. He seems like a himbo to me. He's, He's probably a little a himbo. bit of a himbo. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm Kalena, and I'm playing Charlotte Miller, a 29-year-old epi- epidemiologist. Hell I always yeah. buck it up the first time I say it. I do know how to say it. You're an epidermologist. <laughs> no. <laughs> Very different. It was great. I'm like, hey, I'm going to dip vaguely into my interests about diseases and I'm like, you don't have to be a doctor, though. And Clay is like, fuck it. <laughs> fuck you, I'm a doctor. Which I appreciate. <laughs> Anyways. Sticking to your guns, right? <laughs> yeah. See, Sean, you fall into the rambling position. You have no right to criticize me for rambling my intros. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm very unused to, you know, did not prepare myself. Did not prepare for not doing anything. (laughs) I still think that I need to be in charge of the situation, even though I'm over here. Well, fucking stop it. I Um, mean, if it's a mechanic thing, oh god, I need to pull up the guides, because I still don't really know how to play Call of Cthulhu. We can help you with that, if you're like, oh shit, how does this work? I don't actually know where to start. Start where it starts. (laughs) Amazing, thank you, Sean. Okay, I guess I'll just start with the basic premise of the scenario. How do I know if I'm talking loud enough, by the way? You're not talking loud enough. How do you know? (laughs) (laughs) Because you normally talk louder when we're playing, and you're a little quiet right now. Yes, it's because I'm terrified. (laughs) Anyways. So, the premise of the scenario, as it were... You two have been assigned by the New York Department of Public Health to investigate a rural town, the town of Laurel Hollow, which for the past couple months has been undergoing a weird spate of illnesses that appear to have a 100% mortality rate, which is, for obvious reasons, very concerning to the New York Public Health Department. Mm -hmm. However, you kind of get the idea that as you both are both pretty unproven, pretty well newbies, that this is sort of a sending you out to see if the locals are just freaking themselves out about something or if it's actually something they should be concerned about, check. Mm. But you got to get your start somewhere. So you are traveling on a very unpleasant bus ride into town. It's very jumbly. Like, I don't know if y'all get carsick, but the air is not good. I'll make a constitution check. (laughs) Oh, I mean, hey, go for it. I got a 58, which is under my constitution of 60, so I'm fine. You're holding it together. It's great. Barely fine, but I am okay. You are stone-faced. You are powering (laughs) through. It's great. Yeah. Did you put any points into drive auto? Because I I, did. I did not. You are not driving the auto. Some dude is driving the auto. I, that's but why if we must make a quick getaway, I can I think hijack that... the bus. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say that's why I'm on a bus. That might get you probation from this job. <laughs> uh, I rolled an 80, which is higher than my constitution of 60. You are green. You are a little bit greener on the gills. Do you... <sighs> is there like somebody on this bus that's eating like a two-day-old tuna sandwich or something? Oh yeah, some asshole <laughs> two seats back from you in the stale-ass air because this asshole bus driver will not open a window. And so you're all just living in this great fish smell. What time of year is it? It is currently early autumn. So it's pretty cold, actually. Yeah, I mean, like in New York. Benjamin might be used to it. I don't know I how thought. long Charlie's been in New York, but... It is not very not humid and also very not broiling. So you probably don't have... <laughs> Big cold. 
You don't have the thick skin required. I am from New Orleans. Miss, um... <laughs> Are y'all I'm friends? Sorry. Have you talked before? We just met. Well, I assume we, you've had this whole ass bus yeah. ride. <laughs> we, we spoke very briefly when we were at the uh, bus station. I'm sorry. I, it's Miller. The, yes, Miss Miller. My apologies. I won't forget it tonight. I won't forget it again. Um, Where are you from? <clears throat> Well, I'm from New England. <laughs> As opposed to Old England. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like you're from Old England. I'm a bit proper. I know that can be off-putting to some. You but... hit a very big bump in the road. Ah! Miss <laughs> <laughs> Miller, do you think that air can become stagnant in a medically concerning way in one of these contraptions? Oh, absolutely. Terrifying. <laughs> it's troublesome that people have... To ride these, I prefer to walk or ride. All the way to... No, no, I understand the necessity of the trip. Otherwise, I would have avoided it. I see that Benjamin is going for the miasma theory of illness. (laughs) Respected, respected. Are you doing that on purpose? (laughs) Um... You can lean into it if you want. You can say it's definitely on purpose. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> I just think that miasma is a cool word. <laughs> that's why he likes the theory. I mean, that's why I didn't run a lot of my childhood, you know, miasma. Miasma. Anyways. But certainly if somebody on this bus is sick and we can't get fresh air flowing through, we could definitely catch that sickness. I see. Perhaps someone should um, open a window. Do these even open? I told you. It's bad for my ear pressure, says the bus driver, whose name is Otto. My apologies. <laughs> my apologies, Otto. I again, I'm sorry. I was just, you know, concerned about my breathing. Well, you don't got to be concerned for much longer. We're here, basically, in like five minutes. And as he says that, the road turns from dirt, gravelly, you know, not paved road into cobble. And. Okay. Better than nothing. If you look at the windows, like, this cobble road starts too far out. Like, the buildings are way further down. You think that they were just being ambitious and how big they want the city to be? Because it's not a city just yet. As you look further down, basically this main thoroughfare is the only thing that looks sort of up to city standard. It's a cobble road, and the buildings are kind of boxy, and they still have hand-lettered signs. But there are definitely more modern things, like... There's a post office, and there are the beginnings of a train station, but outside of this one main thoroughfare, it still is very much dirt roads, and there are still farms, and there is just a cow, just, just not on a time. farm. It's just walking alongside the road. <laughs> How <laughs> quaint! Ah, oh, it's lovely to see one of those up close, don't you think? <laughs> a cow? Yes. Anyways, Miss Miller, thank you very much. You've been very good company on the trip. You've helped keep me steady. I'm very glad to almost be free of this. Mostly you've been doing the talking, but... Yeah, I was about to say, are you a host on a game show? (laughs) Well, you're a very good listener, Miss Miller, and I think that that goes unappreciated by many. You are not just a scholar, you are a gentlewoman. Thanks. Man, there's some serious shade happening. (laughs) Anyways, the... Coach grundles to a stop. <laughs> what that word? <laughs> We're sticking with it. The coach, the coach grundles to a stop by a bus station. And you are... <laughs> <laughs> you got him. <laughs> grundles. <laughs> grundles. <laughs> Listen, it's out. And that's the sound, the sound it makes. The engine, oh, the engine has seen better days. It grundles to a stop. <laughs> okay, stop. we're here. The person behind you puts away their sandwich, which they have been eating for, like, the past hour. What? How is this sandwich? How is there enough to put back? You think perhaps they should have waited until after they arrived to start. It's funny, actually. At one point in the journey, they finished their sandwich, and you were so relieved, and then they have pulled out another sandwich. <laughs> oh, I see. Uh, just... Who knows how many there were. His mother packed him just so many. This is an old-ass man, by the way. Anyways, Whatever. not that that's important. You get off the bus, You <sighs> your luggage sure. is stored beneath the coach, which Otto sort of doesn't take out and hand to you. He just sort of scoops it out and it falls onto the ground. And so I hope you don't have anything fragile in there. Oh, nothing too delicate. 
Oh, I've got... No, it's, it's probably fine. Okay. <clears throat> and now, hold on one moment while I think about voices. Miss Miller, uh, I do have to ask, uh, how did you prepare, uh, equipment-wise, for uh, an issue like this? Um, I, I open up my bag and I pull out my gun. Gun! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm prepared for anything. Do you believe that's entirely necessary? No, probably not up here in this uh, beautiful um, town. Are you talking, saying that in a loud tone, like, tone of voice because the mayor's standing right there? So it's probably <laughs> a good idea. Yeah. You might be best to conceal that for now, but... Um, yeah, Otto wouldn't let me bring it in the, the cab on the bus, so I, I holster it on my uh, concealed carry behind my jacket. Okay, now I'm thinking. I'm still thinking about a voice. How do you come up with any voices? This is much harder than I thought it was. Honestly, if you're me, you just do the same voice for everyone. <laughs> um, usually I just think of a random actor. Okay. <laughs> That's a good... We'll That's see good. if anyone can see what I'm channeling for this guy. Um, as you get off the bus, there is a tall gentleman waiting a proper distance away from the bus stop. He is dressed in a suit... He looks a little bit gaunt, like he isn't skinny, but his face has some weird hollows that look like they shouldn't be there, but his eyes are bright and he walks up and he says, uh, hello, my name is John Bluebuck. I am the mayor of this town and I'm relieved to have you all here. And he shakes your hand. It's kind of a fishy hand grip. (laughs) Well, thank you, Mr. Mayor. I'm glad to receive uh, such a warm welcome directly from you. Uh, and right on arrival, too. Oh, of course. It's not like there's too much uh, else going on here. But, uh, again, we have been soliciting for help for quite some time. And, ma'am, what is your name? Charlie. Miller. To the point. Appreciated. All right, so I was thinking I could take you guys back to my manor, and I will sort of tell you what we know so far. Why, yes, thank you, sir. Very generous of you to open up your own home. Yep. Great. (laughs) (laughs) This is a fun inverse of the way things usually go. (laughs) Anyway, so you start going down the street. There's not much... You assume it's probably going to be along this street. There's not much else to the town that a mayor would live in. You see a pretty big, pretty architecturally advanced for this rural area two-story house it's made of like white stone it has pillars and you're like oh cool there's the mayor's house and then he takes a right that that stately place wasn't his house instead it's just like a modest but well-kept um one-story ranch house with a garden outside it's very pretty and well-tended excuse me mr mayor whose um extravagant house is that oh uh that would be Reginald Rains. He is a bit of an eccentric, mm. well-intentioned, and kind. Just can be abrasive if you're not prepared for him. Not interested in matching the styles of his neighbors, I see. Oh, yes. He's a bit of a traveler, so he just commissioned an architecture, an architect, to, you know... I mean, he pays his taxes, so I can't really complain. Anyways. I understand. I understand, <laughs> sir. And... So he invites you in. Yes, thank you. And I don't know how to describe houses. Well, it, it's a ranch house. It, I mean, the inside of houses. <laughs> I don't know. Temperature? Decor? Hominess? Um, it is... It feels... It's tidy and clean. It feels a bit like, you know, model homes and, so, and like... Mm. Feels a little suburbs. It, it it feels like a little bit like this is where the mayor lives and people come to air their grievances since it's a rural town, so it has to be ready to accept people just sort of off the street. So you get the feeling that this front area isn't where they do most of their living or putting their fun knickknacks. There's a little bowl of wax fruits. <laughs> yes, there's a bowl of peppermints. I leave my hat and my long coat on the coat rack at the front door. Yes, uh, I guess I'll do. I will leave my hat and keep my coat on. Okay. And John steps over the threshold 
and says, Ami, dear, we have a couple guests. It's the folks from the New York Health Department. And you hear a soft voice say, Oh, good, I'm glad to have them. And a woman walks out from around the corner. She is slight with sort of a light caramel-colored skin and long, dark hair. And she has a cane in one hand, and she's wearing sunglasses. And she is handling herself very well around this environment. And she says, she bows a little bit, and she says, Hi, hello, welcome. My name is Ami Han, or Ami is just fine. Um, may I get you guys anything to drink or eat while you sit? Oh, um, yes. Um, very much. Uh, uh, I'm grateful. Thank you. Um, tea, perhaps? Anything for you? Uh, the same, I guess. And she goes back around the corner. Thank you, towards... Miss Han. No. No. Han. Her first name is Ami Han. Ami Han. Ami Han. I mean, her last did... name is probably the mayor's name. It's Blue Buck, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you did say that, and she just sort of <laughs> kindly lets it hang in the air and walks into the kitchen. shoots you a look. <laughs> yes? Never mind. <laughs> Anyways. Hmm. Thank you, Miss Blue Buck. <laughs> uh, yes, thank you, Miss Blue Buck. <laughs> so she's off doing that. And John leads you to, like, the... What's the name of the room? It's not a living room. It's like a parlor. Uh, the drawing room. The drawing room. Thank you. Dreadfully foolish of me. Everyone is just letting you say these things and letting these things <laughs> hang in the air. I'm not responding to you. I mean, sometimes it's the nicest thing to do. It feels <laughs> awful. I accept it graciously. <laughs> uh, I will be able to give you the basic bones of the scenario, as it were, but... Yes, in our report, we... We were, we came straight away after being uh, informed and assigned, but there was not a lot of details uh, about uh, your problem, um, just that you were making a request, and I'd love to get down to the details. Um, the situation as I understand it, which I won't pretend to understand it very deeply besides the facts, um, for the fast, past couple months, there have been about one to one death a week due to this strange illness. Some, a couple times two deaths. Um, it's pretty frequent. That's a dreadful rate. Yes, it's very concerning. Um, we're, my constituents are terrified, and rightly so. I'm a bit terrified. Although not for myself, as it seems to be mostly women and children. Hmm. There haven't been deaths of any men or boys over the age of, I'd say, 10. But it is a pretty sudden onset, and no one has survived. But I just know you folks will be able to help us pin down what it is and how we can fix it. And then, oh, this is going to be great. This is going to be leaning into my character playing strengths. He leans away briefly and just coughs and goes, <coughs> I'm, so, I'm so sorry. I've have a bit of a constant illness, but... Something else? You oh, something this, else. Yes, you've had this problem before your town's issues began? Oh, yes, for a few years now. But it goes through its ups and downs, but not so, quite the man I used to be, but that's okay. I see. Um, We're not here to investigate bronchitis, Watts. Yes, of course. <laughs> no, I was just thinking you mentioned um women and children but uh i understand that children and the elderly are both more commonly affected by failed diseases like this do you have you not seen a sign of the elderly being particularly affected by this same disease um you are quite right and it is very strange because no there are several elderly folks in our town but they appear to be safe from this illness. Strangely, it's the people who are more active and out and about in the community that are coming down with this. Hmm. Because, you know, mothers and children especially tend to be more on the go and traveling places day to day. Interesting. You think people are more sheltered from whatever if 
vector is causing this if they stay in their homes? Well, uh, what sort of... So do you have an elderly community here? Or is it just sort of a on a family basis? It's mostly on a family basis, but these illnesses, these ha- haven't been restricted to any like group of houses. Like It's been fairly well throughout the whole town. Yes, but we can assume that households with other people in them, with elderly people that don't get out a lot, might still, if it were sort of a, a contagious airborne thing, mm. it would be, still be tracked back there by their family members. And John Lasner was saying, he says, again, this is all speculation on my part. I have my uneducated no. guesses. To be able to get you a firmer picture of what's happening, I would have to send you to uh, Dr. Patel, who is just down the road, actually, but she would be able to give you a better idea of the, what does she call it, clinical presentation. Oh, thank you very much. I'm very, very sorry. We are just in idly speculating in front of you. We don't mean to put any pressure on you to come up with answers. We understand that this is vexing. And Ami appears in the doorway, and John says, Oh, I'll get, I'll grab that. Thank you, dear. And he stands up and turns around to take the tray. Does anyone want to try doing a spot hidden roll? Oh, of course. Now that you mention it. Oh, I think that was good. Hold on. Yeah, 48 out of 70. So not half, but so still just a success. success. I am realizing now that um, after you assign your main skills, you're supposed to boost four skills, and I oh, forgot yeah, to do that. that. Take a few minutes, yeah. Uh, you want me to just boost... <laughs> just choose your skills, whatever you like. Don't choose spot hidden, just because it's the one we're doing right now. <laughs> um, should we take a... Should I take five minutes, or should I... I think you could figure it out as we go. Just roll with it? Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, did you put anything into spot hidden? Yeah, I've got, I, I got a 48 out of 70. Okay, I will just try and roll under the 25 then. That is the default. Which I j- did not just barely, I rolled a 38. Okay. Uh, what's your first name again? Benjamin. Benjamin, all that you see is that Ami seems very good at navigating her environment. Mm-hmm. You presume she's blind, I mean, you haven't asked, but... Again, it's kind of rude to ask. But that's what you notice. Benjamin isn't uncouth. And Miller, what you notice is, as the mayor turns around, he has sort of a high-collared shirt, but as he bends over to take the thing, you can kind of see his lower neck where it meets his shoulder. You see a clustering of three healed-over puncture scars. Like, not like he was run through with a knife or what have you, but like... Very slender, I'd say, like, smaller like a, than the diameter of a wooden pencil. Like a, uh, like a needle? Like Not a, like a needle thicker. Okay. Well, because I was thinking of, um, what do they call it when they get, like, live tissue samples? Biopsy. Yeah. Like a biopsy? I don't know what a biopsy scar looks like. Let me Google it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting that on my computer, huh? Yep. <laughs> Biopsy score. Yeah, it looks kind of like a biopsy score. Hell yeah. So that's what I assume it is, I guess. Or yeah. that's what I think it might be. You see a small faint clustering of them. These these don't look recent. But he turns back around and he has tea and biscuits. And Ami smiles and says, If that's all, I think I will go back to the sitting room. And she leaves to go back to the sitting room, presumably. Okay. Mm-hmm. Reading some novel, I assume. Well, <laughs> <laughs> listening to the radio, I assume. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say. I was just trying to think of what she has to do in the sitting room. See, I almost made that same mistake, and I designed the character. So. <laughs> she might have stuff in Braille. Oh, she might. That's fair. That's but I feel like where we're at, Braille might be hard to come by. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so... Unless you have something specific else to ask John, you just sit and chat and have tea, you know, in a way that normal human beings do, I guess. <laughs> you know, talk about stuff. Yeah, you know, things. the crops and the weather and shit like that. <laughs> but after you are done, he doesn't rush you out the door. He says, 
All right, if you guys are ready, I would be happy to take you to Dr. Patel. Okay, great. Of course. The next step. The next step. Okay, I've decided on my skills. I'm happy to hear it. Uh, his skills that I chose um, are going to be disguise, uh, intimidate, uh, persuade, and swim. He's a swimmy boy. Swim. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for swimming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, so you follow John out and to the left and down two buildings and there's the doctors. It says doctor on the door. It just it's, says doctor. Yeah. They you, only have the one. You get the fe- <laughs> you get the feeling they haven't gotten to the part part of modernization where they get fancy signs. Fair it enough. just says doctor. It does its job. Here's the doctor. You go inside. This reminds me somewhat of a western serial. It's kind of west the town looks westerny a little bit. Like, it's very much a big road with a bunch of buildings on it. You saw a bar outside that is very closed because it's very prohibition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> just like, hmm. <sighs> One feels like a frontiersman in a town like this. Are you a fan of westerns, Watts? I'm a fan of uh, theater. <laughs> <laughs> He's a chorus boy. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, he probably is. Musical theater and as a kid. Oh, um, uh, a bit. I dabbled. Okay, so you go in and the waiting area looks very, you know, homey because this is probably the doctor's home. Mm-hmm. And you go inside and a bell rings above the door and a woman comes around. She is wearing a white lab coat over just, you know, comfortable functional cl- functionable clothes and John says, uh, Dr. Patel, these are the two agents from the New York Department of Health. And she says, yeah, I figure. Um, what are your names? Charlie Miller. Benjamin Watts. All right. Don't know what you're going to figure out that I haven't figured out. But if the government sent you, uh, it's not like I can't comply, right? Ha ha. Oh. Anyways. <laughs> well, I do have a doctorate in epidemiology. Well, please, Dr. Patel, enlighten us. Not she... just in family medicine. You are the one who has been first-hand <laughs> with the problems, and I'm very um, grateful for your uh, eyes. Um, Benjamin just tries to talk over me being rude. You can try psychology if you want to see what her deal is. I'm mostly just trying to flatter her. Oh, my psychology role I don't think is good. What's the percentage? The default one? Yeah. 1%. Okay, no. No, it's not. It's not 1%, is it? Yes. Some of them are 1%. Uh, there's a difference between... Um, oh, psychoanalysis is 1%. Psychology oh. is 10%. Oh, that's I... a 6. Holy shit, what? <laughs> okay. I did it. <laughs> Somehow. Okay. Brusque woman to brusque woman, you can tell she's frustrated that she hasn't been able to figure this out by herself and kind of resents someone else being called in, even if she does need the help. Fair enough. You are just like, she's mean, I must make it better. I must make her like me. I think I just think that she's a somewhat rougher country woman and that with a little bit of charm we'll get right through this. (laughs) Like like she's very pretty. She has very strong bone structure. She has dark hair and dark eyes and Yes, Sean is... I'm describing this person because Sean put on his character sheet that his character is a ladies' man. <laughs> she, this lady would kick your ass. I won't make you roll psychology for that one, but... I don't know that she resents me for anything yet. <laughs> do you do you like women who can kick your ass? Um, Ben. <laughs> not, not specifically. Okay. Okay, so... She leads you back into a waiting area that you can tell is for like you know maybe like parents of a child who is freaking the fuck out but like not a proper exam room and sits down and she says well how it ends up happening and between presentation and death is short I'd say like less than a day maybe 16 hours but that's not exact but the person just initially appears not themselves. They act strange and detached 
instead of walking like a fluid motion, it feels very one, two, three, one, two, three, one, just patterns repeating. Hmm. And in the ones that I have talked to before they passed away and the ones that they actually brought into the office, they will not eat or drink and their skin is clammy to the touch. And I can't describe exactly how they speak, but it is unsettling to say the least. Hmm. Is starvation what they eventually perish from? Oh no, this is much faster than starvation. Hmm. Like a galloping consumption, only more like driving. I haven't gotten to the later presentation yet. Oh, my apologies. After, this is, and again, alarmingly short time from initial presentation to dying. Eventually... They start to leak fluid. It's dark black green from the eyes, nose, and mouth. Honestly, just any orifice. There was a kid, I think his name was Sam, who even had it coming out of his ears. Poor kid. And it also appears in lesions, especially around the neck and hands. Lesions? Do you mean like sores? Yes, like weeping sores. I see. What behavior? So as, as soon as um, uh, Dr. Patel kicks into her um, kicks into her deeper explanation, you see both Watts and Miller furiously pull out little notebooks and yeah. scribbling <laughs> notes. Exactly. <laughs> and, and honestly, this is the worst part. I've been having nightmares pretty badly, but I would challenge anyone to not they it's hard to tell exactly what the cause of death is because i'd say but anywhere between 10 minutes to an hour before they die they start laughing and do not stop Hmm. and eventually they just like a light switch are gone so they start laughing and then they just stop and they're dead? Yes. Hmm. Uh, we were both taking notes. Remind me if I'm missing anything here. Odd behavior, walking one, two, three, unsettling speech, seems nightmarish, uh, dark black green fluid, weeping from orifices and uh, sores, uh, compulsive laughter before sudden death. Am I forgetting anything? That's, that's it. Do they all... Walk in the waltz step, or is it unique? I may not have described it right. It's not a waltz step. It's as if... It's as if... Mm, when you walk, it's a fluid movement. It's as if someone took that movement and divided it into four equal parts. And instead of it being a fluid action, it's the same repeated steps. One, two, three, four, but jerky. It's not fluid. Does that make sense? Yes. I see, so they're, it's, they're not like they're... Like a, like, like a marionette. Yes. yes. It's not like they're limping, more like they're having spasms. It, it, if I had to guess, it seems more of an issue of muscle control than anything, but with all the other symptoms, I can't really tell. Hmm, this is a lot of symptoms. Uh, yeah. So, about... What is the average time between... That you've been able to gather between... Um, Initial presentation and death. You said 16 hours earlier? I would guess it's 16 hours. It depends on when someone around them notices that something is wrong. Someone can have a a weird day and just seem off and people don't really notice. Hmm. And so people never show up to my office just starting to have this. They show up brought by their family when things get worse and so I can only go off their timetables. It sounded like the quickest presentation to death was a one and a half year old girl named gosh what was her name? Hold on this is Molly. I wrote down her name somewhere. A one and a half year old girl named Mimi. Hmm. It was awful. Her parents are devastated. How long? Um, About eight hours. Hmm. Hmm. And the longest? See, that's the strange thing, because you'd expect it to be 
one of the women, maybe one of the older women, but the quick, the longest one I saw was about 20 hours and it was, um, a lady named Sarah Black. She was 25. Okay. Hmm. Now this one is difficult. And it's started, like I said, two months ago with, and it's really weird because the rest hasn't been following this trend, but the first person who I could confirm had this illness was a woman named Willow. She was, she ran the apothecary a few buildings down and she was, gosh, I don't know. She wouldn't tell me because mm-hmm. women are weird about their age for some reason. I would say around 60, though. Okay. Hmm. All of these victims, were they cooperative at all, or were they too affected by their symptoms to be cooperative? It's hard to explain. It's like... There wasn't any real recognition of anyone to the victim. Like... If you said who you were, they would react like they knew who you were, but without prompting, would not identify anyone. So they weren't uncooperative as much as they were just existing. Hmm. I see. Definitely with the conditions you've outlined, it seems somewhat paralyzing. I don't know why the government isn't taking a bigger stance on this. Well, we're the first eyes out here on their behalf. Well, how long has this been going on for? Um, about a little less than two months. Mayor said, yeah. I know, it's unfortunate that um, no one took their requests seriously before now, but I promise you we will all be taking this case extremely seriously from here on out. I have been doing the best I can with my limited resources. I have made it clear to the folks in town that as soon as anyone starts acting strange to try and bring them in, I have decided that without any more knowledge than I have, that the best course of action is cremation as soon as death occurs. Mm. Just, it's been distressing to the families, but the research that I've read, people have definitely contracted illnesses from dead loved ones before. Well, it's not like you've had a lot of help out here as the town's sole doctor, and your concern should be with those who are afflicted and with those who are afflicted with other things. So I wouldn't stress on the fact that you haven't been able to devote so much time to research. Um, Her eyes actually soften, and she seemed to very much appreciate that. And she's said... I hear what you're saying, and I will keep doing what I can. Um, I don't know if I gave you my first name. It's Kaya. Kaya Patel. But if there's any other questions you can think of, or if you need my help, I am here. Miss Patel. Dr. Patel. Oh, my my deepest, (laughs) deepest apologies. Dr. Patel. (laughs) She got her fucking doctorate. (laughs) Doctor? I'm... uh, Doctor, I would just like to ask... If during our stay here, anyone uh, is pulled in um, with the case, uh, if someone can be sent to us to ensure that we are here during the event, might be very important. Wait, hold on. Can you ask me that as Sean? Because I don't understand what you just said. If anybody comes in with the disease, Tell make us. sure that oh, yeah. we, we can, can come in and see. I will see to it that you are informed, certainly. Thank you very much. Anyways, John left you to it. When he got you here, so you are... So he just fucked off. Well, he has married <laughs> jobs to do. Does he? Yeah, he does. <laughs> and so you go outside, and... I'm not concerned about his help. Okay, so... Did the pu- state, like, put us up in the local inn or something? Um, they mentioned in the assignment that you would be put up at the local inn. And just one second while I create an innkeeper. <laughs> well, we can just speak for a moment. <clears throat> Oh. Just between you and me. Yes. Uh, do you have any concerns with her methods? 
her methods. Well, for example, the immediate cremation, from what she said, I wasn't exactly sure I was completely following on her justifications. Surely there's something that we can learn from the cadavers. It certainly makes it very difficult to take samples from bodies that are no longer there. Um, I will agree with that. I don't know that she's wrong, though. Hmm. I'm not certain about that, but it could very well be one of the... It could be another vector. It could, it could be... It could be that those actions are keeping this disease from being I even mean, more rampant in this town than it already is. I, I think with the... The... Victim's demographic, I really don't think that it is contagious in a way that you could catch it from a dead body. So next person that comes down with this, we'll definitely hold on to them as long as we can. Yes. Uh, with all of these conditions, do you believe any of them are psychological? I was thinking... Well, know, you would know more about that than I would. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure about that, but the laughing, the odd behavior... Sure, I mean, it's certainly not entirely psychological, but the well, stress of the disease... That, uh, that concerns me much less than the dark green fluid. Yes. <laughs> well, what do you think that could be? Which one of the humors? So, I guess... <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> I mean, this is about that time. <laughs> so, I guess we're um, walking... Yeah, I was about just to say. chatting with each other while we're like walking towards the end. You got yeah, you guys still have your bags, so I'm not gonna be your mom about this, but you should. It might be a good idea to like set them down so you're not lugging them all over the goddamn place. Well, we're lo- walking to the to the end to the end to okay. get checked in. So we can set them down in our room. We're having this convo as we're and then have them stolen, just like Scully. It's and probably Mulder. like a five minute walk with how big this town is. It's, yeah, no, all the main like. <laughs> commerce buildings are on this main stretch mm-hmm. so you go up to the inn and from the outside it looks like one of the oldest people one of the oldest buildings here which makes sense because you pretty much always need an inn mm-hmm. and it's big and made out of dark red wood it looks would look almost barn like but like it's super <laughs> nice <laughs> good it's rustic is what i'm saying yeah you go in and there's a fire a very big good fire, which is ah. nice because you're cold. Ah, <laughs> it's on it's fire. On fire. <laughs> <laughs> which is nice because it's kind of cold outside. <sighs> uh, yeah, I walk right the fuck up to that thing. And you're like, oh, hell yeah. And while you're like, oh, hell yeah, a big broad man walks up to you and says, uh, good, what time of day is it? Afternoon. My name is River Smith. Um, can I help you folks? Uh, yes, we're the uh, two from New York who are here about uh, your medical problem. New well, we're York. in New York. From New York is what I said. From we are also in New York. York. We're from the government. <laughs> New York, New York. <laughs> I'm not from New York, New York. I'm from New Orleans. Yeah. Nolens. Nolens. <laughs> and she's. He says, "Oh, that sounds familiar. Oh, what was it, Sally?" And you hear a voice from like the presumably the back. She's like, yeah. She's like, did we get something about people from the government? She's like, did you really forget? <laughs> and Sally comes out and she's like, I'm so sorry about my husband. Runs a great inn. Super forgetful. Please let me show you up to your rooms. Well, room. They didn't exactly book you two rooms. They booked you one room with two beds. No problem That's with that. fine. But it is the nicest room with two beds that we have, which is to say the only room with two beds that we have. So let's go. <laughs> Thank you, then. And she leads you up, and it's very nice and very tidy and very well kept. Well, thank you. This looks cozy and uh, perfect for working. Is it a, is it, does it look like a bigger than average room? Or is it like a regular sized room with two beds? It's a regular sized room with two beds. <laughs> That's why I said cozy. It's, you could tell it's supposed to be more for like, Parents and children. Mm-hmm. Like one bed for parents, one bed for children. But if you're here, it's... Oh my god, they were roommates. <laughs> What's your size? Mine is 60. Yeah, the bed's kind of short. 
No, 60 is average human length. Oh, there? Well, 50 is average human length. 60 but is. I guess I have to take the slightly smaller bed because my size is 50. Yeah. <laughs> just a little short. Mm. Like, I'm 5'9", and most beds are just a little short. <laughs> if 40 is you're really short, then 60 should be average. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Anyways, um, I can't say we really get much in the way of visitors. Not like we have terribly much going on, so... I was just making lunch, if you want to have lunch. Hmm, yes, I understand, but, um... Do you have any thoughts, concerns, on the issue? Excuse Anything me? that you've seen personally? Mr. Watts is talking about the <laughs> mysterious illness. Oh, yeah, it's a nasty business. Oh, gosh. Bless, their, bless those poor folks. Most of them come in here. Just, you know, there's not much social to do now that the bar is closed, so... We sort of opened our front room to beverages that are not alcohol. Wink. <laughs> yeah, I, I like, I I do like slider like a... Soft drinks, I see. <laughs> Brad's drink. Brad's drink. <laughs> yes, that Brad's drink is quite peppy. Uh, do you have celery? It's a celery soda. <laughs> Wait, hold on, what? It's a celery soda. Yeah, celery, it exists. Is it a com- was it a common thing? Um, yeah, I'm not exactly know. sure. Anyway, I do like if we if we get a moment away from Benjamin, I do like I'm like is the bar really closed? Do you have like a the bar is really closed? <laughs> Wink. She says <laughs> you can't. Okay. You, you can tell she has problems winking. She just says wink. She tries to wink. But says it very quietly also, just so you get the picture. So you get that she's not just blinking weirdly at you. (laughs) Okay, thanks. But anyways, she helps you get your stuff settled in. She offered you lunch. Are y'all into it or do you have inspectigating to do? We have very serious business to do. And I'm still not very hungry after we got off that bus. (laughs) (laughs) You queasy. What what are you serving? Um, It's just a stew. And... I'm not going to lie, it's pretty good. It's very good stew. I'm very good at stew. I could go for something that would warm me up. It is cold, but let's try and make this brief. Yeah. The people of this town are very hospitable. You sit down and she has, like, some bomb-ass stew. She was not kidding. Hell yeah. And some cornbread that you can tell she made, like, in a cast iron. It's good shit. Thank you very much, Mm ma'am. Mm-hmm. Is... Oh, right. I'm so sorry. I completely forgot that you asked me a question. Um, yeah, no... It's actually just anything that you've seen, anything that you've heard that seemed out of place or strange, anything you've noticed. It's just, it was really unsettling. I, one of the first folks, not Willow, but one of the first folks to pass from it, Simon, gosh, he was what for? I saw him coming down the street and just... It was almost like looking at a rabid dog. Just something wasn't right. Something wasn't human about him. Ugh. But he was the baker's son, and they're everyone's pretty torn up about it. Everyone's pretty scared. Like, if it keeps trending the way it does, like, I guess me and my husband aren't in danger, but that doesn't really make it any better in terms of the fear, you know? Why would you not be in danger? Um, well, I'm, you know, like 40. It seems that everyone in the town is pretty aware of the trend in the disease. Yeah, but... Yeah, like, Dr. Patel, she mentioned trying to keep everyone in the know about, like, sort of how it's been trending. The first person that first she mentioned, was... Willow, who was, like, 60. But since then, and it's about been about two months, it's just been women and children. It's been, like, younger women. And it's been about, like, eight-ish yes. victims? Well, no. About eight-ish, yes. Oh, eight-ish. So this started a few months back. Um, a couple. Did any... How dare. <laughs> Pedantic. Did, did did anything happen, you know, around the end of summer uh, that was unusual for this town? Or did any um, companies come in? Maybe drilling companies, mm-hmm. sewage companies, try to, you <laughs> know, sometimes they kick up some muck. Actually, let me think about that for a second. The wind's changing. Perhaps a bad air came into town. Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) A miasma. Molly's thinking Mm. about this for a second, if that wasn't clear. Okay. And perhaps uh, any families with children concerned should move out of the area for the time being. 
I mean, it seems that actually might be a question to ask if anybody's traveled in or out. Oh, well, not what I was thinking, but yes, very good. Well, they are the innkeepers. Ah, then this would be the perfect place to ask that. <laughs> Ergo. Ergo. <clears throat> yes, and uh, about what you've seen and heard, uh, has anyone come into town or left unexpectedly at the time that the disease began? Right around the end of summer at all. Hmm. So did any people and or companies come into and or out of town? <laughs> okay. Well, around that time you're talking about, I mean, no one really came into or out of town except, well, I guess Maisie's family, uh... Maisie is generally the woman who midwives around here, and she, uh, um, I may not supposed to be talking about this, but basically, what ha she lost her baby, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, the baby wasn't born, but she lost her baby, and it took a big toll on her, and so her family came in to help her out for a while, mm -hmm. and they thought for a while that maybe she would have to be sent to you know, the sanitarium, but she came back a little bit. She's, you know, functioning now. Mm -hmm. I see. And her, she is in town now, but her family is not? Yes, her folks headed out once she got settled. I see. Well... And when, when would you say they headed out? Um, hmm. It was, gosh, I think... Like a week, couple weeks before Willow passed, unfortunately. Okay. Okay. Maybe not our main concern, but we should check in with Maisie, see where her family lives, check and see if there was any cases like this where they stay. Yeah. <sighs> okay, so... Thank you for the soup. It was very good. Uh, she beams. She's like, <laughs> hell yeah, good. I make great soup. Extravagant. <laughs> mm-hmm. And on your way out, River just solemnly waves at you. Like, he's mostly the muscle maintenance running the inn while Sally's the personality. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so there's the apothecary down the street. There is the big white manor on the hill. There is... You could try and find Maisie if you wanted to. Sort of, what do you want to do? Hmm... I'm not sure specifically where we should begin. Also, there's um, some guy just sitting on the side of the road a few buildings down. Just, like, on the curb? Like, against a building, just chilling there. But, it, um... It's the building that used to be the bar. Hmm. Commonality <laughs> between the victims seems to be that they were active members of the community, and uh, they moved about, they spent a lot of their time out of doors... Yeah, I'm wondering if all of the older victims might be all mothers, if any of them were single. Mm, yes, that will have to be something to correlate. Because then, uh, then we might have to look into Maisie, if they've all seen her. Mm. Ah, a connection. <laughs> yes, very good. Mm. I was concerned that those m most mobile would just have the m highest likelihood of passing by a, a limited uh, source of the disease. Yeah. <laughs> Don't drop your cow drops. Okay. <laughs> Alright. <clears throat> um, uh, yeah, what did you say we were you were so, you were going over some of our options? Dude sitting against the door the building. There's a dude sitting against the building in the bar. There's the apothecary. There's the manor on the hill. You can try and find Maisie. You can do whatever you want, really. Like, you can look at the area around town, see if you can scout out clues. Like, well, you can try and make me invent an NPC that I haven't named. Is the that, bar is right next door. Is yeah. that man oh, yeah. sadly wallowing next to the closed down bar? He's sort of swaying back and forth. Yeah, appears to be. Hmm. Or... Might be best to keep our distance. Might be best not to. Well, I will keep my distance, but I will not abandon <laughs> you Come like on. an uncouth fool. I'll back you up. You're the face, Ben. Uh, go, go on. No, you should take the lead. <laughs> All right. I, uh, I walk up and I see like if he notices me. Does he say anything? 
He looks up at you and he's like, who are you? Uh, my name is Dr. Miller. This is Mr. Watts. My name's Sterling. And he grins and he's missing a few of the front teeth. And he smells almost like acetone, very chemically. And then you sit there and inhale for a second longer. And then you realize it's just some moonshine that someone did not follow the procedure on. (laughs) Just some real bad moonshine. He doesn't have, like, you know, the jug that has the XXX on it. I mean, he's he's clearly middle-aged or older. Yeah, he looks older, middle-aged. Like, he looks like he could have been, like, a pretty average-looking person. But, like, his clothes are unwashed and sort of mismatchy. And his dental hygiene has taken a turn for the worse. And his hair is very lanky and sort of falling in mats around his face. Mm -hmm. And he's not wearing shoes. And you sort of wonder what he's going to do when winter comes. Yeah, when it gets even colder. God forbid, these 40 degree <laughs> days are killing me. <laughs> um, I mean, we're in no no danger of this guy being afflicted, but maybe he saw something. <clears throat> oh dear. Good sir, you can do better than that, can't you? Benjamin is holding his nose. <laughs> oh, uh, would you like some of my fine... Home-brewed liquor. And he holds up his flask. No, sir. It it, it could knock out a horse. Like We can smell it from here. Yes. (laughs) No, sir. You're aware of the law, aren't you? Ah, psh, the law. Who are you going to call the cops? They they ain't out here. I'm honestly more concerned that this man is drinking rubbing alcohol. <laughs> That's a valid concern. Yes, I mean his lack of shoes, his quality of hygiene, and drinking this. That's all three things that are very bad for his health. There's an older man walking along the other side of the road who looks at Sterling and notices that he's sitting there and just starts walking faster. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. Now, Sterling, do you ever get any positive attention from the other residents of the town? <laughs> Positive attention? I mean, I don't need any positive attention. I mean, I'm just, you know, looking out. Oh, my God. I... What? Oh, my God. There's so much happening. Like... Like what, Sterling? The deer. Have you seen the deer? They have pointed teeth. And at night, the moon moves around in the sky. And... Oh, my God. Now, the moon does tend to move across the sky. You've seen it, too. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. Do the deer come into town often, or do you find yourself wandering out of bounds? I want, I'm, you know, I find, I hold up wherever there's, you know, shelter from the wind, and you see him creeping on two legs. Ah, mm-hmm. survivalist. The deer creeping on two legs with big, dripping fangs and wings. Mm, I see. I seen them with their big needle teeth and needle tongues just crawling. Um, Miller takes out her notebook and just like lazily takes a few notes. <laughs> like, ah, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. These are very important concerns Pointed to the uh, New York Health Administration. And then they, oh, I seen one. It was just so big and it just f- took off into the sky and left its bottom half behind. Oh, yes. You know, sir, we're not just concerned with human health. We're very concerned with deer health, especially you should supernatural. Be. You should be. He shakes his bottle at you. <laughs> if you want to ask him something specific, you can try. Uh, well, sir, I will be sure to report back about the influence of Dracula on this poor town. And I start to walk away. Uh, Sterling, have you seen, so you've seen this in deer, have you seen anything similar in people or anything of a similar caliber? He, hmm, how do I describe this? All the color drains from his face and he just goes, I seen her, I seen it, I seen her, I seen it, and he just comes to, kind of, mm-hmm. but not fully out of it. And he just quietly takes his flask and drains it and then lays down and he's like, i seen it. And then he falls asleep. Did you have fun? Oh, certainly. <laughs> I know that I had my little pleasure with that incident. 
Can we move on, perhaps, to the apothecary? I believe that's closest. You see, like, Sally just, like, peek around the curtains. She's like, you can see her go, oh, it's just that guy. And then close the curtains again. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Wow. (laughs) So, yeah. Per the Griffin McElroy and that one interlude standard, I'm kind of sick, so everyone in this setting has a, a slight head cold. <laughs> nice. Hopefully me coughing does not fuck up the wavelengths too badly. It probably will. Sean knows how to fix it. Yeah, I select that part of the recording and I delete it. <laughs> <laughs> Get that shit out of here. He had to fix all my sniffles from last episode. So. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Wait, we're recording already? No. Oh, yes, okay. but no. Where you are? I mean, I just hit the recording button. Is it, is it? Does it look like wavelengths are appearing? It, I mean, probably. I just hit the button and closed. It. Listen, I'm trying to sort my <laughs> whole me, shit I'm just, here. Let me look. Open Audacity. I know. I, it's recording. There's wavelengths. Look, okay. amazing. I wow. just wanted to look at it. I think because you seemed so unsure. Dynamic no. audio experience. <laughs> <laughs> the real D and D table talk. <laughs> are you ready for me to no. give you as much shit as you give me? No, please don't. Actually, I will Fine. get stressed. I will go easy on you. Thank you. Since it's baby's first. Um, not I'm, dungeon master. Right? I'm baby. <laughs> so, Baby's first one shot. Yeah, I suppose the neutral term is game master because dungeon master keeper. is dungeon dragon specific. Yeah, well, yeah, Call of Cthulhu is the keeper, but if you are referring to any game, game master is usually the term. Yes, but here in the lands of Call of Cthulhu, you are the keeper of arcane lore. I don't know shit about arcane man. I'm just here. This is my day job. <laughs> Arcane is just magic. Magic. Um, sure. I'm scared. <laughs> I'm so afraid. I, what a good theme song. I'm scared. I mean, hey, you know, Call of Cthulhu, if it's... Yeah, you have to be bringing the horror onto us and making us scared so you can't be afraid. There might be times in this where I just need to stop and Google something. That's fine. And I'm not going to be very good at keeping a scary atmosphere, because I am. But you're scared. I mean, yes. So it's always scary. If the, wor- <laughs> if the world is scared, are you also scared? Maybe. Yes. Or are you just frustrated because the world is scared? <laughs> I don't know. If I'm running into people and they're terrified all the time, I might get existential ah. dread about you know, ah. persistent fear in the universe. You are scared. <laughs> you scare the world. I'll scare the world and melt into a puddle. Okay. Also, I guess. like I said, I have no idea about pacing or how long things should be. Well, look at the clock occasionally, then. It's I see. Seven. Look at the clock occasionally. I'm saying sh- if this goes long, should we... De- Record it in sessions, like two sessions. We will maybe? make that call, if and when it happens. If one, I wish I had brought wine or something. Okay, be ready. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. Mm. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. SpongeBob. <laughs> thank you for ci- Thank you for citing your joke. <laughs> we all appreciate it. Everyone appreciated that. <laughs> an a- an MLA format. <laughs> Why do I get the feeling that even though I'm on this side of the DM screen, I'm still going to be the one who gets dunked on by YouTube bullies? It's because I'm a heckler. <laughs> uh, well, thanks, Waldorf. You're, you know. <sighs> Literally just peel the band-aid off. Literally just start. I'm just going to sit here in silence until you start. It doesn't get any easier. Sean, we can't sit here in silence if you keep talking. I need 10 seconds of silence. (laughs) Is it too late to make tea? I'm probably too late. late. You can't set your up. I'm the DM. (laughs) Look at me. I'm the DM. (laughs) Don't you feel the almighty power? I mean, there's a screen here. There's a cool dude with a crow on his head over this way. Look at him for inspiration. (laughs) He is my friend. (laughs) Look at the other cool dude on the other side for encouragement. Hell yeah. Anyways, <laughs> is this still D20 downtime? It is. Yeah. Okay. Do you want it to be like D100 downtime? Yeah. 
because instead of a D20 system, we're using a D100 system. I explain the joke. <laughs> You've Fiction. done it. That's Amazing. my main function as a member. Of Clumsy fool. I mean, you are, as always, correct. Anyways. No. Sean, I think, has, like, a magnetic field for small objects. Because I only drop shit around him. <laughs> Everyone else in this? my vicinity becomes a little bit clumsier. You just have a vague aura of entropy. <laughs> it's Actually, I'm shunting. Now that's horrific. I'm, I'm pretty clumsy when nobody else is around, which means I must be shunting all of my clumsiness off on <laughs> other people. It. Oh, I see.